Hey everyone, this is Chris Vaught, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Pursuit Podcast, where our passion is to inspire and equip you with biblical truths as you pursue after the heart of God. Hello and welcome to Life on Point. Uh, this is a CPC production that you can find on YouTube or on the podcast provider of your choice. My name is Darren Deloach. I'm one of the pastors here and with me is Chris Vault, lead pastor here at Connection Point. And today, if you are part of the Connection Point Church family, uh, we're getting ready to prepare ourselves for our 21 days of fasting. It's coming up here in just a few short weeks. Yep. And, uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about fasting. It's not a subject matter that, you know. Oh, this is the subject everyone gets excited about, right? <laughs> Everybody loves to sacrifice food. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and uh, we all like the topic. And, uh, and, and we'll go into it. It's not just a matter of, you know, us all trying. I mean, we know fasting is a hot button subject these days. If oh, you're it's in, everywhere. He's in the, to the fitness stuff. If you're into fitness at all. I don't care. Female, male, young or old, intermittent fasting or fasting in some form is a discussion point. Yep. And, uh, it's like, it's, there's science that goes either way with it. Some are really hardcore in it. I've seen a lot of results. In fact, if you guys are local and you've ever met who our uh, production head named Zach Harris, he's like, he's intermittent fasting now for like five, six years or something. Yeah. Like yeah. He's like a constant fasting, constant fasting. Constant so, but fasting. when he eats though, if you're ever around the man, the man eats like <laughs> 14 pounds of food at you one time. You can put some food away. And yet he's like weighs 134 pounds. Take him to a buffet. It's the only way you get your money's worth. But there's some truth in what he's doing though, because it's like, it didn't happen fast. It was, it was a right, process. Right. So like, it didn't like, he didn't start fasting and three months later he weighed, he didn't, he lost 40 pounds. It was, he lost that weight and built up his, uh, his endurance and he built up his, uh, his, uh, the, the health factors of it kind of added on and that's kind of interesting because it's kind of spiritual yes. and so it's not like everybody thinks it's because you fast that you're all of a sudden you're going to be a light's going to shine from heaven and this big booming voice is going to come out and right you son <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way <laughs> right right the whole purpose of fasting to begin with is really if we're honest if, if you're looking at it from a spiritual standpoint not talking about from a medical or health standpoint yep. but looking at it from a spiritual standpoint the whole idea is to empty ourselves. In fact, in the New Testament, when you read where it talks about fasting, the phrase there literally means to become empty. And it's to empty ourselves before God. Empty ourselves before him. We are seeking him. And, you know, when you read in Scripture, people fasted for all kinds of reasons, yeah. right? I mean, it's it could be for a desire to grow closer to the Lord. Maybe you want to be able to hear his voice better, which is our theme this yeah. year at our church. We want to hear his voice it could be praying for deliverance. It could be praying for an answer. It could yep. be praying for direction. It, it could be praying be, for other people's deliverance, or other people's answers, absolutely. Or other people's healings in the in the Bible. It's Scriptures all are kinds. clear yep. of that. Yep. But there's one common denominator in it all. They were willingly emptying themselves, seeking God, wanting Him alone to give some kind of answer or move in some fashion. And so that's really the heart behind it. Uh, yeah, we uh, whenever we we decided we were going to talk about this subject today, I pulled up first verse that came to my mind. He was in the New Testament. I had an Old Testament um, um, source, and it's out of the Book of Isaiah's chapter, or it's it's a uh, fifty-eight chapter verse starts in verse three. Yeah. It really asks a very interesting question. It says, "I'm going to read this a little long, but not too bad." 
Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all of your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit Mm -hmm. with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I chose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Mm. Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I chose to, to loose the bonds of wickedness and mm. to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to mm. break every yoke? Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> it's exactly. It's very powerful. And it answers what a fast is. Well, it really goes to the heart of it the does. fast. Not right. about food all of a sudden. Well, and, and even in modern Christianity, we can sometimes, and I've seen this happen, turn fasting into an idol. Exactly. It, it seems like we go to one extreme or the other. Either we'll we're fall into that group of Christians who never fast yep. because it's like, why do I need to fast? I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I've got the Holy Spirit in my life. That's a, that's a matter of the law. It's not a New Testament yeah, thing. Yeah, and you'll hear that. Oh, yeah. Or you jump on the other extreme yep. And it's like, you're not spiritual unless you fast, fast. and you can't get deliverance. You can't get forgiveness. You can't have victory in your life. And, and it becomes such an idol that it becomes inward focus, self-absorbing, which is actually the opposite of a Christian heart. Right. And what I love about the passage you read Isaiah was, is God actually identifies that at the beginning. (laughs) You're fasting to, you know, bring pain on your enemy and to, Cause others to suffer. He said, that's beat people not, over the head with it. Like, bam, that's I'm holding than doing you this are. For, right? exactly. And it really, to be honest with you, fasting like any other growth step in your walk with Christ, whether it's reading the Bible, praying, we can use all of those things as tools for disruption. Yes. I know people who read the Bible constantly, strictly, and want to learn as much as they possibly can. So in, on the surface, seems gr- seems right and proper, right and right. spiritual. But they use that information and that tool as a rod of disruption and, and, and hate. Right? right. And same thing with prayer. I know people who literally will, who are almost practicing witchcraft for lack of a better word, cause they pray prayer trying to control people. Right. I'm like, you can't, that's not what prayer is. Just like right. that's not fasting. Fasting doesn't somehow sprinkle some dust over you and make you holier. And all of a sudden you can walk out and lay hands on all the sick people and they're, mm-hmm. and they're healed. It, that's not the point. Yeah, I, I think the motive behind yep. fasting is so important for us to get a hold of, which is what God is trying to address through Isaiah in that passage. Our heart has got to be pure. We got to be wanting to empty ourselves, yeah. yield to God, surrendering to God, and asking Him to do a work. And really, in the end of the day, it's why Jesus taught us to pray, His will be done. It's not us controlling, like you just yeah. mentioned, right? It's us yielding and emptying ourselves and inviting God into a situation. Then let being accepting whatever God does or whatever declaration the Lord makes, right? Right. Because it is to be his will, not ours, be done. So it's not, it, it, we have to be careful that the motive's right or it becomes an idol. And let's just say, let's just skip ahead a little bit and let's say, all right, we're in the, 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 the midst of our, our fast now. Mm. And, uh, and we're in it three, four, five, six, eight days. And <laughs> we, we can maybe talk about here in a little bit, you know, different kinds of fasting. Right. Um, but let's just say you're in the middle of that fast. Let's say just for this sake, it's, it's somebody's abstaining from food, uh, drinking only water or whatever. And, uh, and so they're eight days in and, and they're in there preparing 
their kids' lunch, and they're going really fast. they got three kids, and they're slapping peanut butter and jelly around, and they, they got to reach over here. And there's one kid who has peanut butter allergies, and they got to get the peanut butter off, and they, they stick it in their mouth and go, crud. Yeah. I blew my fast. Right. It's like, right. I, I think. It's like I, I hear that every year. Every year I hear that. I'm like, is that going to run my fast? Now, in technical terms, yes. You, you're no longer in a fast, technically. I'm talking about physiologically. For, for about three hours. Yeah, and so, <laughs> exactly. But just asking you from somebody who asked that question. From a theological standpoint, yeah. absolutely not. 100%. Yeah. God's not looking at whether or not you you broke your fast by accidentally licking <laughs> the peanut butter off the spoon, right? Again, it goes back to the heart. It's all about uh, the heart. We have to be careful. Don't become a legalist yep. with fasting. Yep. This is not a matter of the law. We're under grace. This is a matter of the heart. If you keep your heart pure, it's just like the grace in our salvation, right? I mean, I'm saved from my sin. I believe that with all my heart. Jesus' blood has cleansed me. I've repented. I've surrendered my life. Am I perfect? <laughs> no. I still have to go back to that grace and trust in that grace over and over again, as we all do, if yep. we're honest. And even through your fast, you may fall down. Yeah. You may not... Stay as true to the fast as what you think you should. And, and if that happens, just acknowledge it. Yeah. Say, God, I'm sorry, sorry I, I gave that. in, yeah. I had a weak moment, or wasn't thinking what I was doing, However, whatever the circumstance, and then recommit to the remainder of your fast. Don't beat yourself up over guilt, and don't think now all of a sudden your fast is broken, God's not going to honor your fast. Yep, He's looking at the heart. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, exactly what he said. I mean, I, we can talk a little bit about now, I guess, about like types of fast and I'll lean on him. I'm a, I'm an old school advocate when it comes to fasting. I mean, it's not, I don't prescribe this for everybody. It's like if, when it comes time to fast, so what I do, I get really, really fat because whenever I know it's time to fast coming up, so I'll pile on a bunch of weight. You go eat then, with Zach. And then I go eat with Zach every day, but I don't fast the other, you know, 18 hours of the day like he does. And, uh, and so, and then when it comes time to fast, I have like a camel. I've got that storage set up in me. And so I can 21 days fast, dude. I'm, I'm all in. I just don't eat. Don't like this year. And for anybody who knows me knows this is going to be a huge sacrifice. And I probably won't, nobody won't be around me for that entire span. Um, I am not going to drink diet Coke for the full 21 days and Lord be with me. Is all I got to say about May it. the Lord be with our staff. With <laughs> it's going to be terrible because I have Your may have a, I may have I may have an addiction problem, and so uh, <laughs> so it's a day of deliverance for for me is the way I'm looking at it, and uh, and so yeah, let's just say you know what are the different types of fasting for me? Like I said, it's going to be everything. I'm going water 21 days, and I don't need anybody being worried about me. I will be okay. I'll make it. If I pass out, y'all know what happened, but <laughs> we will. We will keep our eye on you. <laughs> keep sugar tablets floating around. Um, yeah. You know, the scripture doesn't tell us exactly how the yeah. fast has to go. So, again, don't become a legalist with this. There are multiple types yeah. of fasts in scripture. We saw Daniel. Exactly. Daniel fasted the way he did because of the circumstance he was in. He yeah. was he was going through the indoctrination of the Babylonians after he was a, he was captive. Yeah. He didn't want to defile himself according to Jewish law with the food and the drinks of Nebuchadnezzar that they were trying to force these young Jewish men to, to eat and drink. So he drank water, ate vegetables. Um, 
That was a choice he made. That, well, it was also the key to that was is that was what he felt like and clearly felt and 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 it would say he would literally stand on it that yes. God spoke that to him. Right. All right. So that was his right. personal was a choice. Exactly. God said, right. "This is what I bestowed upon you, and this is what I asked you to do." And and it's and for him it was a great thing. And in fasting in general, it's a little off subject, but you reminded me of something. By the virtue of Daniel, when we look at the book of Daniel, if you read the book of Daniel, you've been around. Uh, the church very long and you've heard a lot of messages about Daniel. We always concentrate on those big wow moments with yes, Daniel, sure. whether it's him uh, spending the night in the lion's den, uh, the handwriting on the wall, the, the boys in the, the fiery visions. furnace, the big vision, everything right. is big and, and, and wow. So a lot of wow right. factor with Daniel, right. but it all goes back to him obeying that first little thing, yeah. right? Just that obeying that one. And that's to me, that's fasting in and of itself. It's a, it's a, it's a test of your obedience and emptying yourself. Yeah, and because like with Daniel, remember what he said to the captain of the guards. He said, I don't want to defile myself before my God. It was his heart. God was looking at his heart. It wasn't that he wasn't eating the meat or drinking the wine. It was Daniel wanted to honor God. He emptied himself, and he was seeking after God. I believe that's the whole heart behind the fast. There's other uh, ways of fasting in Scripture. We see folks fasting for different reasons, some different lengths of time. Yep. Right? I mean, it wasn't always 21 days. It wasn't always seven days. 40. We don't even know how long, really, um, Daniel's fast was. We have no idea. We know that it was about three years. Yeah, it was long. We know that. Of training that he (laughs) was going under. So did he do that the whole time? We know later in the book of Daniel, we see him eating a full meal. So it wasn't like a lifetime choice, but it was... An extended period of time that goes all back to the heart. Don't become a legalist. Give a God your heart. What are you seeking him for? That's that's the motives we have to question ourselves. Um, being being a student of health and physiology, mm-hmm. I believe God gives us wisdom in that as well. Um, I would say personally, uh, if you are a diabetic or you have medical mm-hmm. issues or medicines that has to be taken with food, I don't think you, you should feel guilty about adjusting your fast accordingly. Uh, I believe if you definitely, if you're going to do an extended fast like you're doing, Mm -hmm. you should do it under the watch care of a physician so so they can keep up with your health, make sure you're staying healthy with it. Um, Some research says you shouldn't fast total foods more than 72 hours without putting some nutrition back into your body. That's what they say. Well, you're a doctor, so you can just... And and I've told you this before. Monitor. (laughs) Last year, this podcast is not for the rebuking of Darren. <laughs> it's for helping, helping you in your um, fast fasting journey. Now we don't find non-food fast in Scripture. No, it's true. Uh, however, I do know personally of folks who, because of medical reasons or, or um, you know, health concerns, what, again, in the past has not fasted food, but they fasted other things. And and I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. I got to believe that for some people, God is more pleased when they fasted all their technology, <laughs> their social media sites. That's, that's a sin. No, I'm kidding. More <laughs> than if they had fasted food because <laughs> people can become addicted yeah, oh, to yeah. their technology. Um, they can be feeding themselves with information, yeah, philosophies, ideologies that is not helpful to their Christian life. And so they need to empty themselves. For me myself, I'm I'm not overly convicted over does it have to be all food? Mm-hmm. I know you you feel really strongly about it just food. What I do. Yep. 
I want the people in our church and those who are fasting, most of all, I want their heart to be right. Yep. And then, I, like Daniel, I think they should get clear with the Lord, a conviction over what they should yeah. give up. Now, here's the thing I do want to say about this. Giving up something that you really don't care about <laughs> yeah. isn't proper motivation. Like, you know, I love coffee. Yep. I drink coffee a lot. So probably it's way probably, more on the same, probably on the same level as I'm me with water, diet, diet Coke. Yeah. Eating clean, but my, you know, I do drink a lot of coffee. When I've given up coffee for a fast and I've done that, it's like, dude, that's harder for me to do than giving up all food because yeah. I want that cup of coffee, right? The idea is you do give up something that you want. You empty yourself of something that you enjoy and you let that raise the alarm. Whenever that hunger pain comes, whenever that desire comes, or, you know, I need to check my social media if that's what you're <laughs> fasting, the, that should call you to prayer and seeking the face of God. Yep. And that's what the beauty of a fast really is all about. It's not the pain and the suffering that you're going through. It is whatever you give up, whatever you empty yourself, because you want to hear from God in that moment, you it continually calls you back to seek the Lord's face. And that's the key to me as much as anything else. I think fasting in and of itself is, you know, is wonderful. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a good tool. I think it's for to me, it's, it's, it's a, exactly. I think it's, it's in far spiritual. I believe it's a good tool for positioning yourself. Right. But without prayer, it, I remember a, uh, there's a verse, there's a, a verse in acts where uh, Peter had been out and they had been in Joppa and different places. And he comes back after a long journey. He hasn't, and he hasn't eaten according to the book of Acts. Mm. And he goes to the rooftop to pray while people go down and prepare food. So he's in a fasted state. But the key to the whole message is he's fasted, but he goes to up on the roof and he prays. Yes. And when he prays, God gives him a vision. Yeah. He didn't get the vision just because he wasn't eating. Exactly. And so it really had the fasting was just part of it. Probably the fasting is what put him in a position again, position him to where he could, when he does seek the face of God, when yeah. he does pray, yes. that, he, that, he's, that he is more open himself to the voice of God. There's more clarity there and i think as much as anything if you fasting positions you in a position that and then with prayer you're just in a more clear state of mind you're in a in a better position for god to speak openly to you and right. for you to hear his voice and then at that point really to be honest with you then it's between you and him because then obedience comes in yeah. so they're all tied together it's like you have you have fasting which is a you know which is a discipline mm-hmm. all right and you and and you need to hear from god what that discipline is all right what am i sacrificing it needs to be a sacrifice, yeah. but it also has to be coupled with prayer because now you're in a position because you have put yourself willingly, submitted yourself, your flesh, your body, whatever it is, to him, and now you're in position to hear if you talk to him. So now you got to yes. pray, right. and as you pray, you know the opportunity for God to speak to you in a clear manner is very much there. Yeah. And I think if, much of anything, if that's what we can get away from this whole 21 days, if everybody who participates in that 21 days of fasting, whatever they give up, whether it's all food, all coffee, all mm-hmm. social meat, whatever, um, if we can, they can all position themselves through their fasting and pray consistently and their hearts are pure and open. Yep. God will speak. I have no doubt in my mind. We, you know, our theme this year yep. as a church is hearing the voice of God. Yep. So to me, a win, <laughs> a win coming out of this 21 days of prayer and fasting is if everyone joins us. Yep does exactly what you just said. They go with the right motive. They give up something. They empty themselves for something because they want to seek his face. Yep. And after the 21 days, 
we are more sensitive to hear when the Holy Spirit speaks because we are emptied out, yep. right? I mean, if we empty ourselves out, it's so much more clear, easy to hear clearly the voice of the Lord. Things get muddied up, man. We, we, uh-huh. in, a, in the 21 day, if, if you're part of the church here, and even if you're online campus, yeah. and even if you're watching this video several years later, um, you'll be able to download this particular uh, 21 day fasting journal as we coming out, right. devotional. And in there, we talk about a lot of this because the yes. entire year, and so the t- entire uh, subject matter is hearing the voice of God. We're not going to get into that in this particular podcast, but it's there. And for you to refer back to, you can go to yourcpc.church. It'll be there. It'll also be on our YouTube page, your CPC. Uh, at, you know, on YouTube, you just search your CPC and you can find it. And underneath, underneath each and one of the videos, if there's any other resources, it will be down right. in those links or on your podcast uh, provider of your choice. And so we ask that you, you know, you dig into that because we, hearing the voice of God is critical. And yeah. we know there's a lot of mystery in that. And we talk about that a lot. I, and one of the things I wrote, actually, I talk about it. Uh, trying to demystify the hearing the voice of God. Right. And uh, and again, I think we've hit it over and over. It's been something repeated over and over again. It all comes down to your motives and your heart. Yes. And if your heart and your motives are right, and if you're truly seeking God, if you have a hunger for God, all right? And so I, to me, this is, when I fast, getting rid of food for me is because I'm trying to no longer hunger for the things of me. I'm yes. trying to hunger for the things of him yeah. and to hunger for him. And that if we could just hunger for him and have a passion for him and, that's not legalism either. I mean, no. passion and heart and it's desire. Intimacy. Exactly. It's, it's intimacy. And without intimacy, there is no conversation, right? right? Without conversation, you can't, you, there is no furthering the intimacy, right? Right. And so we all, we're, we're both married. And if we do not talk to our wives for weeks or months on end, <laughs> I mean, we're, not, we're not going to have a very good relationship with our wives. And if we think God is any different because he compares our relationship with him constantly to a marriage. Yeah. And, He's and the it husband, has to have conversation. And so sacrifice and conversation are two keys in any relationship, including our relationship with our father. Yeah. I love this passage out of the old Testament, Jeremiah, the prophet chapter 29, verse 13. Here's the motive to me. Here's, here's what God actually says to us. He says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That's the whole purpose behind the discipline of fasting is you know we should be praying all the time, right? Well, we should pray without 100%. ceasing. Yep. But every once in a while, we need that moment of shock yep. in our bodies, shock in our spirits. We need to be able to pull back and do something yeah, so out of the ordinary that brings us back to a true spiritual reality, right? Yep. And says, you know, I'm going in my walk with Christ. I'm praying. I'm doing these daily disciplines. But right now, for this amount of time, Man, I'm I am going all in, and I want to go to the next level with my intimacy, my walk with Christ, and that's that's the beauty of these disciplines. Um, I was reading in the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew chapter six, and I think it's so cool that Jesus did this right in this his most popular sermon he ever preached. Right, yep. so in Matthew six, here's what Jesus says: Jesus says, and when you give Mm -hmm. and when you pray Mm -hmm. and when you fast and so in his sermon he doesn't even leave that up as questionable ideas right it's like expectations like oh yeah if we're going to follow him we're going to do for 21 days the beginning of every year (laughs) right what so it's like this is a normal part of a follower of jesus right we're going to be giving we're going to be praying here it is. We're going to have times where we're fasting. Yep. 
And uh, then you think about the Apostle John in 1 John 2.16. It's interesting that he says, the lust, of the, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are our three greatest mm-hmm. hindrances, right, of our flesh, yep. right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. So then you take those three disciplines that Jesus gave. If we'll follow those three disciplines, catch this, they attack the three yep. weakest areas of our sinful nature. 100%. Yeah, exactly. See that? Uh, that that's what's so cool to me. So when you're when you're fasting, you're actually attacking your flesh. You said a moment mm-hmm. ago, that's why you fast food, right? We're 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 doing the opposite of what our flesh wants, yep. right? When we give, <laughs> man, when we give, we're we're attacking the lust of our eyes, right? Because we're greedy people, and it doesn't make sense to give your money. It doesn't, it ma- it doesn't yeah. make. What, any you, sense? what do you mean? I'm tithing. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm giving an offering to the church. What am I doing this for? Right? It's my money, right? No, I'm, it's not. I earned that. So yeah. uh, it, it attacks the lust of the eyes. And then when we pray, yeah. we're having to yield control to a higher yeah. being. We're saying to God, I'm not the God of my own life. I can't control everything. That attacks the pride of our life, yeah. which is exactly the sin of Lucifer, who became Satan, right? Yep. Because he wanted to be like God. And, and our biggest problem as a society is we want to make our own decisions be our own god giving praying and fasting help attack those sinful tendencies that we have so there's so much spiritual benefit yep to what we are asking people to join us crazy in. while you were talking about those things and the benefits and also what from the sermon on the mount those it, it this fully came into fruition in a literal sense in the wilderness with with uh, oh, with yeah. Jesus, he literally yeah. those were the very those three, three lusts of the flesh. Those were the three areas that Satan we were just talking about came to Jesus. Jesus, we're talking, you know, yep. Jesus, and <laughs> and and tempted him with right. And we know, of course, and Jesus was in a fasting mode. He was. He was in a prayerful mode. He was. He literally separated himself. Yep. So this was the most intense version of what we're talking about doing. This is like the most. Like way out there, you you better be Jesus before you do yeah. what he did, and uh, and so and he was he's taking it to the next level because he had a next level thing to do yep. in, a, in a few Went years. To the extreme. Yep, and so in that thing, that very those very verses were came out in real life form. That drama was right there. It it it, it, it happened. That's right. amazing to me. Yes, but that's like so. Our twenty one days of fasting, like we were saying earlier, it's not uh, just this is our corporate fast. So this is for our church. Yeah. Um, what you just read, what Jesus taught on the Sermon on the Mount, is uh, your personal walk. That is what how you yeah, live your business. life out. And I think that's probably a good place to end. Is yeah. like that's how you li- live your life out. And that's what we ask that you do here is live life to the fullest. Live life on point. Amen. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for joining us today for the Pursuit Podcast. For more content, to read our blog, watch past sermons, or find other great resources, check us out at chrisvaught.net, and then check us out on social media. Then tune in again next week, and we will open our Bibles and together pursue after the heart of God. Thank you again for joining us at The Pursuit.